Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Well, we're talking about divine restoration. I started and I gave you something last week. I want to go back and share a few things. First of all, I want to start off by saying everything that the enemy has stolen is coming back. Remember what Pastor Sam just started off when he gave the word around the communion table. And he mentioned about everything that the enemy has stolen is coming back. We need to get ready. This is coming back this month. Everybody said this month. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible calls that devil, you know, a cheater. A destructive person, a destroyer. The two words that have been used to describe the devil in the Old Testament is in the Hebrew, uh, uh, the name is given Abaddon, which means destruction. And a Greek word that has been used to call him or describe him is the name Apollyon, which means destroyer. So whatever he has taken, whatever the destroyer has taken, is coming back this month because God is a God of restoration. The Lord said the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. See, the purpose and the plan and the agenda of the devil is to steal, kill, destroy. So don't ever try to make friends with the devil. However nice he may look like, or try to be toward you, he is a cheat. He is a destroyer. His whole agenda is to suck life out of you, to destroy your destiny and send you to hell where he will fellowship with you for the rest of eternity. Amen? So that, he's not a friend. He's an enemy of your soul. So whatever he has stolen, the good news is, is coming back to us. Now, the principle of restoration is found right through the Bible. Right through the Bible. Amen. Whatever Adam lost, Jesus brought back to us. It's found right through the Bible. Now, according to Leviticus chapter 6 verses 4 and 5, the Bible talks about, and for, you know, you can read this later, but I want you to see this, that whatever has been taken away violently from you, or in a deceitful manner, has to be delivered back to you. But how is it going to be delivered? It's going to be delivered with the principal and 20% interest. That is divine law. If anybody has stolen anything from you, according to Leviticus chapter 6 verse 4 and 5, you have to get it back with 20% interest. Come on, you need to get more excited than that. Now, Exodus chapter 22, verse 4 says, Exodus chapter 22, verse 4, If the theft be certainly found in his hand alive, whether it be ox or ass or sheep, he shall restore double. Somebody shout double. I said shout double. So if you found the thief, you've got to return double. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6 and Luke chapter 19 and verse 8 talk about the same thing. But let's read 2 Samuel 12, 6. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold. Somebody say fourfold. Say it again, fourfold. Because he did this thing and because he had no pity. 
Now in, in Luke chapter 19 verse 8, Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore him fourfold. That means what? Four times. Can you see that? The, can you see the progression in the restoration? The first one we talked about said 20% interest. Number two, it said double. Number three, it says four times. Now, it's getting better every time we read it. In Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 31. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 31. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. Hallelujah to Jesus. I said, hallelujah to Jesus. He shall give all the substance of his house. This is sevenfold restoration. Hallelujah. Sevenfold restoration. This is what the word of God teaches. All right. Sevenfold restoration. Nobody can deprive you of what rightfully belongs to you. I said, I'm talking to you. Nobody can destroy. Nobody can steal what rightfully belongs to you. It has to come to you. You have to believe that and keep thanking the Lord in spite of all the things that seem negative and impossible because God is on your side. His words say so. You stand on that word and say, Father, the devil has no right to steal what is mine. I stand on your word and I thank you for not only am I getting going to get back what belongs to me, but I'm going to get seven times of that. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So don't sit and cry about what has happened. Begin to rejoice. Because what is about to happen? If you're concentrating and focused on what is happening now, you will be drawn into a state of depression. A state of complaining and murmuring and wondering, why is God doing this? Let me tell you, that is not the Lord doing it. It's the destroyer. It's the destructor. But God is above him and God has promised sevenfold return. So think about that. Let your faith rest on his word and cause you to rejoice because the word never fails. Say amen somebody. So whatever you have lost in life, if anybody has cheated you in your own family, your own friends, or you know in your, in your place of employment, if something has been stolen illegally, what rightfully belongs to you, most often we sit back and think about our bad luck or our bad fortune. No, don't think about it and lick your wounds like a, like a, 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 a dog that has been hurt. No, 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 no. Don't focus on the wounds. Focus on the healer. Hallelujah. Focus on the healer. Whatever, glory to God, whatever has been stolen, it is your faith in what God can do for you that will cause the restoration to manifest. But if you don't have faith in it, it won't manifest. If you're always focused on what has happened, your deprivation, and you're complaining, you're murmuring, you're always saying why and blaming God for everything, Forget it. It's not manifesting. But if you will know that the first thing you need to learn is not to blame God. And begin to praise him in the midst of that trial. In the midst of that loss. In the midst of that injustice. Because God is a judge.
God is a just God. Amen. Now that takes me to the next point where we, where we from, uh, you know, uh, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, where it says, he establishes his kingdom with judgment and with justice. That's what we read last week. The kingdom of God is established in judgment and in justice. And what is wonderful is this. The justice of God demands restoration. The justice of God demands restoration. Because God is a just God. He said, I will recompense. He will not only settle the issue, but he will make the devil pay through his nose. Amen. He will make sure that whatever you lost, see, whatever the canker worm has eaten up, whatever the palmer worm has taken, everything is going to be restored to you. All those ears are going to be restored to you. Hallelujah. So don't sit and complain like somebody that has no hope. A Christian is a child of God with great hope. You are not hopeless. We have a hope in the word. Hope is necessary for faith to operate. You cannot operate in faith without hope. The first thing you require is hope. And the logos of God gives you that hope. Faith is generated and faith is triggered out of hope. So I'm encouraging you this morning. Don't sit and complain like the rest of the world but begin to have a new hope in what God has said if you believe in his word you will say I thank you Lord no matter what the devil has done to me in the past you are about to change everything for me hallelujah and whatever is stolen is coming back with interest glory to Jesus hallelujah amen and because God is a God of justice he demands restoration and remember what I said last time Restoration cannot be accomplished without vengeance. Restoration cannot be accomplished without vengeance. And the Lord said, vengeance is mine. So when he comes to judge, when he comes to judge your situation, he will avenge you. Say amen, somebody. Injustice has been done. He's not going to sit quiet and, and, have, and uh, 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 have a blind eye toward it. He's not going to ignore the injustice done to you. No. He's going to look at that. It will be recorded. And if you respond in the right way. By giving thanks to God and knowing that God will do justice for you. You don't have to worry about what the enemy has stolen. Because God is going to make him pay it back to you. Come on now. Amen. And I'm not talking about. Somewhere out there in the future. I'm saying divine restoration this month shall be your testimony. Divine restoration shall be your testimony and your portion this month. Glory to God. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Jesus is the one that came to establish the kingdom of God. And he preached and demonstrated the kingdom. If you look at Mark chapter 2, you will find that. But... In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, this is what the Bible says. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good 
and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. What was he doing? He was going about doing good. What was the devil doing? Doing evil. Well, what was Jesus doing? Doing good and healing all that were oppressed. So this healing is not limited only to physical sickness. It is it, it, it encompasses all kinds of healings, which are inner healing, which is your inner healing, which has to do with your soul, with your mind, with your body. Wherever you are hurting, wherever you are sick, God, Jesus came to heal those that were oppressed. Whatever the devil tried to destroy your health, your peace, stole your joy, stole your family, stole your children, Jesus came to restore all that back to you. Today, is what is your experience in your marriage? What is your experience with your children? Has the enemy stolen them from you? Has he taken them away from, away from God and, and got them tied up with things that are ungodly? Stand up and give thanks to God. And say, Lord, these children of mine shall come back to me. Shall come back to you. The devil will not play and cause havoc in their lives. Father, you said you will restore Everything that the enemy has stolen, I'm praying for the restoration of my children for their salvation and I'm thanking you for it, Lord God. Lord, the enemy has tried to destroy my marriage. I don't know why. I have not done anything, but my husband has tried to file a case against me and wants to divorce me for nothing. I've not done anything. Or it could be vice versa. I don't know what happened to my wife, Lord. She's turned all around against me, and I don't know what I did, but it has caused injustice is being done, and the devil is trying to bring a divorce between us and causing us to divorce one another. Lord, you said in your word, Lord, God has joined together. Let no man put us so I stand on that word and I thank you father for restoring that marriage and restoring the love we had on the first day we got married Lord God I thank you father it might have been 25 years or 50 years of marriage there shall it shall only get better yeah. hallelujah amen it shall only get better the enemy cannot steal your marriage the enemy cannot steal your joy the enemy cannot steal your business the enemy cannot steal anything from you because you are a child of God and when we are the children of God, his protection is our inheritance. His security is our inheritance. Amen. The blood of Jesus is upon us. That's why I encourage you, child, children of God, every day, every day, whenever you feel threatened, whenever you feel a little uncomfortable, don't leave the house without praying Psalm 91. And don't leave the house without declaring Isaiah 54 verse 17, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. No weapon fashioned against my children. No weapon fashioned against my marriage. No weapon fashioned against my business, against my job, against whatever shall prosper. Every tongue that riseth up against me, I condemn in Jesus' name. For this is my inheritance in Christ Jesus. For I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on now. You don't have to, you know, sometimes the devil will come from behind and cause havoc and through injustice rob what is yours. But sometimes it's because we are lazy. Sometimes because we are 
spiritually lazy and we don't employ the weaponry that God has given us. So right now, I encourage you, every day, if you feel, if you sense somebody is doing something against you or somebody is trying to hurt you or harm you, rise up with that scripture and say, Lord, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. And if you feel like somebody is fighting against you, the Bible says, the Lord said, I will contend with him that contends with you. Lord, these people are coming against me. My power is in you. My hope is in you. I stand in you. I will not take revenge, nor will I fight this battle, because the battle is yours. I want to thank you, because you're contending with those that are contending with me. I thank you for blessing me. I thank you for delivering me. And I thank you for my victory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm telling you, the best thing that ever happened to any one of us is to be born again. Is to be born again. To become a child of God. And if you're not a child of God, and if I were you, I would be born again today. I would receive Christ today for divine blessing, divine protection, divine security, and divine presence of God are all around me. Say amen. So Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. I want you to see that Jesus came destroying everything that the devil was doing and setting man, God's crown creation, free from the oppression of the devil. Now, 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 says, He that committed committed sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose the son of God was made manifest see he says this is the reason why he came to be manifested that he might destroy glory to God he might what everybody shout louder destroy the works of the devil hey what is what are the works of the devil in your life how is the devil harassing you what is he doing to trouble you what is he doing to steal your peace? Making you restless, sleepless, depressed, discouraged, disappointed. What is he doing? Many times it's not physical, it's mental. Many times it's a thought that he drops a seed. And you begin to think about it. And you, without realizing, unconsciously play into him. Play into the trap. That he laid for you and you begin to get depressed or discouraged. And you begin to imagine things that have never even happened. And because of that, you get discouraged. You become hopeless. And you lose your peace. There is no more joy. You see? And that's where he's getting at. Because you know what? If he can rob your joy, he can rob your future. The joy of the Lord. Come on. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. That's why you should never love the devil to make you sad. That's why you should never let the devil speak to you. To make you think there is nobody else. You know, you know what, what Elijah said to God when he was depressed? This great man of God that called on fire from heaven. You know what he said? He said, Lord, I'm the only guy you have in this nation. See, depression makes you think you're the only person. Depression makes you think, nobody else goes through the trouble I go through. Why am I going through this? Lord, why are you doing this to me? I stood up for you, Lord. You know what I did on Mount Carmel? And here it is, this lady. 
wants to kill me. She's sending people after me. And you're not concerned about me? I'm the only guy left for you. And God says, chill boy. You don't know everything. I know you're a prophet, but you don't know everything. There are 7,000 people I have that have not bowed down their knee to Baal. Amen? You're not the only guy. Don't think you're the only one that suffers so much in life. There are people that have suffered more than what you have suffered. There are people that have gone through much more of a hellish experience than you have. Amen? See, he's after that joy. If he can take that smile away from your face, if he can steal the joy from you, he can disconnect you from God and make you a person that is focused on yourself and live with self-pity. The moment you begin to dwell and pity yourself, that's a clear indication that you're played into the trap of the devil. And now he's got you. You are like a little fly in the cobweb. The spider may not be close to you, but he knows he's got you. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. And that's all he wants. First, he can get you in the cobweb. You are his. So if you are in self-pity today, I say, man up. Become a child of God. Be- realize who you are in Christ. Get out of that mindset of, oh, I'm only, you know, I don't think there is a way out. It's all over. I, I, there's nobody that, that really understands my place. And you know, I, I'm a, I, nobody cares for me. I'm an old person. There is no future for me. There's no hope. It's better for me to die. Hey, who is talking to you? Who, is, who are you fellowshipping with? Even on the cross, when he was dying and breathing his last, Jesus never thought of himself, but he thought of the people that were crucifying him. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Your mind should not be on you, but on, on him. On his purpose. Lord, my portion. You can go and say, Lord, I'm going through a very tough time. My emotions are disturbed. I'm going through a painful experience. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. Nobody ever even, the last 15 days, nobody even mentioned once, I love you. Nobody kissed me. Nobody hugged me. I feel so lonely. Go go tell the Lord. But then say, Lord, I know you love me. All I'm trying to say is this. If you will let that negative mindset set in, you will now begin to become an enemy to, enemy to God. Because that mindset will create an enmity in your heart. And when you come into that place, you cut yourself off from the supplies of God. So, when you're being tested and tempted, and you are being deprived and cheated, and injustice is being done, rejoice. What did I say? Say it again. Say it again. Why? God is on your side. And he will make sure that whatever the enemy has stolen will be returned. He came 
to destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil that are manifesting in your life, in your situation, in your marriage, in your children's lives, or in your business, or wherever? Let me encourage you today. Call upon the name of the Lord and he will destroy the works of the devil in that region. Say amen. He came to restore and put you back on that same place. He has come to put the smile back in your, in your heart and to give you joy that passeth understanding. Say amen. Jesus preached and demonstrated restoration. Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And I'm reading from the Amplified. The anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed and who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity, to proclaim the acceptable and accepted ear of the Lord, the day when salvation and free favors of God profusely abound. Let's look at that more closely. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is what the Lord is saying. Because he has anointed me, he is the Messiah, anointed, empowered to do what? To preach the good news or gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. Who are the poor? The deprived. Who are the poor? Those that don't have enough. Who are the poor? Those that are in lack. No, we're not talking just about finances. Have you heard the expression? He has, his health is poor. That means what? He has a lot of money. He could be having a lot of money, but he's poor regarding his health. His marriage is poor, which means the relationship is deteriorating. So Jesus came to preach the gospel to the who? Say it louder. So if there is any area in your life where you feel poor, there's good news for you. It's not just talking about the financial realm. It's talking about any area that you may be in lack. Are you poor emotionally? Are you emotionally bankrupt? God is here. Jesus has come to preach the good news to revive you in your emotions. Come on now. Amen. We live not for ourselves. We live for God, number one, and we live to be a blessing to others. Don't forget the purpose of your life. If you take those two out, you will become self-centered, selfish, and you will move into self-pity. But if you remember, I'm here still alive to glorify his name. I'm here to be used as an instrument in his hands to be a blessing to others. Your focus will be off you and on the purpose for which you are still alive. And you can enjoy the blessing of God then. Say amen, somebody. All right. He says, to preach the good news to the poor. Then he says, release to the captives. The devil has bound people. He said, I've come to set them free. Then he says, recovery of sight to the blind. The devil has blinded the people. And he says, I've come to recover their sight. It's not only the natural sight. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the, the devil has blinded the minds of the people that they cannot see the gospel. And Jesus came, I've come to remove that blindness. Hallelujah. 
Amen. To remove that blindness. And then he says to send forth deliverance or as delivered those who are oppressed and downtrodden. Are you feeling depressed? Are you downtrodden? Are you feeling oppressed? Jesus says I've come to deliver you. Hallelujah. This message is for us. Jesus is our deliverer. Jesus is the one that's going to recover sight. And he says to oppress the downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down. Do you feel bruised? Do you feel that you're in a crushed by your pressures of life, by your relatives, by your own kith and kin, by your friends, by your acquaintances, by your superiors, subordinates, whatever. You know, are you feeling crushed? Are you broken down? Jesus says, I've come to deliver you. This is the reason why I've come to proclaim the acceptable ear of the Lord. What is the acceptable ear of the Lord? That salvation and free favors of God are profusely available to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Be encouraged, child of God, as you leave this place today. Jesus has come to reverse everything that the devil has done to you and your life and your family and your, and, and your, and your future and your destiny. Jesus has come to make it beautiful. Amen. This is exactly what he says in uh, uh, one, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah 61 verses, verses 1 through 4 in the Amplified Version. In fact, it says, the Spirit of God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and qualified me to preach the gospel, the good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He's, he's declaring the reason why he came. He came to preach the good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He has sent me. This is what he's saying. God has sent me to do what? To proclaim liberty to the captives. Opening of prison and and of the eyes that are who are bound to proclaim the acceptable ear of the Lord to comfort all who mourn glory to God to comfort the ones that are mourning to grant joy to those who mourn in Zion to give them an ornament a garland of beauty instead of ashes oil of joy instead of mourning a garment of praise instead of a heavy burden and a failing spirit glory to God thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.